Hey there, family. So first of all, I'm just so excited uh, to be on here. Um, as you can see, I am the millennial mom, Pam Price. Uh, as you can see, the Y2K though, that Y2K of mine, she's running late. How about that? Because usually I'm the one that is always running behind, but it's her tonight. So, um, but didn't want to uh, delay this, wanted to go ahead and hop in while we wait for her to join us. And I just want to kind of preface and just start this by one, just saying I'm really, really grateful. Um, this uh, is something that the two of us have talked about for quite a while um, and just never really took it, you know, or brought it to uh, fruition. So it's really, really, um, you know, exciting that we had a chance to kind of, you know, get everything uh, together, think about what we, you know, wanted to do. Uh, we worked and created our logo over uh, her winter and spring breaks um, and just really, you know, kind of got our head together this uh, Um, this, So a little bit of a technical difficulty right there. So apologies for that. And look at that. Why don't you? The Y2K has arrived. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. There is a little bit oh, of um, technical difficulties. Um... <laughs> you don't say. There's a lot going on, a lot going on. Lots to, lots to talk about, though. Lots to get into. Um, but my bad. My bad, y'all. Sorry. You don't say. <laughs> Let me go ahead and change my name right quick. To be yes. All done. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yay. Look at there. Look at God. Look at God. Mm -hmm. Look at God. Perfect. Period. So, so again, again, this is really exciting, is right? Yes. Wait, are like people here? I can't tell. People watching? 
I don't know. We're going to record it. We're going to put it up on Apple and we're going to put it up on Spotify. I'll see because it mm -hmm. is um, broadcasted over to our YouTube. Um, mm -hmm. So it will be there. Um, so hopefully we'll get um, a few people on and then we'll be able to take uh, the recording and share it um, as this is kind of our first mm -hmm. one. Like we, we, how long have we been talking about doing this? We have been talking about doing this podcast since low-key before COVID, but we're both just such bad procrastinators, as y'all can see from the way I came into this call. But <laughs> we've been talking about this for almost four years now of just us having our little mini conversations every day and being like, this would be kind of fun to talk about to other people um, or with other people. So it's been a long time coming, y'all. Please forgive us for the hold up. Um, I've been telling my friends and my people, oh, me and Mama started a podcast. I've been telling them for years and years and years. And I know they just stopped believing me at one point, but it's finally here. It's finally happening. It's real. It's true. So I'm just really excited. <laughs> this is true. Um, and we, it really was probably what your winter break when we really sat down, started going through like what we wanted the logo to look like, what we even wanted to call it. I think it took us that yes. long to get all that together. We actually kind of so. did it quick, quick, especially considering how long it took us to actually like make it happen. But yeah, winter break was like kind of essential for us to getting the the title and then you know the um, image and all that stuff set up. So it's finally happening. Well, like, we did it. We have arrived. So technically, our first episode is underway. Um, and like I said, I'm just so excited. One, because I love talking to you. You know, you're a cool kid. Oh, thanks. Shucks, what can I say? You know, I get it from my mama, her. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Look what sucks. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, not at all. Not at all. You know that. We. We, we, we part of that Cheryl Jean tribe. So yeah, no, it's nothing wrong with that. And shout out to my mom. Cause I know she is just smiling and grinning and she is definitely here with us. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> if she was here physically, trust me, she would be on camera herself. Um, so why did you want to do this with your mom? Like, so basically it was like, I feel like our conversations, especially for like the past couple of years have just been so like wide ranging, but also so funny and so like real that in having them with you, I was like, I feel like this would be a great opportunity to kind of share our relationship a little bit, or at least like the, the boundaries of our relationship and the things that we kind of make more normal. Um, with other people, because I think it's important, especially, you know, with mother daughter relationships to have this kind of open pathway of communication to where it's like we can just basically talk about everything and it's never been weird or strange. And I mean, it's come with like a lot of work. It's come with a lot of honesty. It's come with a lot of, you know, letting go of like your pride about certain things. But all in all, it's just made, I think, our relationship overall stronger. And that's something that I think is really cool. So sharing that with everybody is fun. I agree. Like, I, so like for folks who, you know, don't know us or like aren't familiar with the two of us, and we'll both tell you a little bit about ourselves um, here in a little bit, but that, you know, what you brought up about just 
you know, the mother daughter aspect of it. And I think us being able to have an open dialogue, you know, authentic conversations. Um, and I would get asked that, like, as a mom, you know, how are you and Kiana so close? You know, Kiana seems like, you know, she, you know, she talks to you about everything and, you know, how do you, you know, navigate, you know, her, you know, I remember when you were first becoming a teenager and it was like, oh my God, what are you going to do? She's 13 now. <laughs> and how do you know, so it's been like this journey that I think, yeah, we both have been on and it's been a really, really cool journey that I think, yeah, we've learned a lot. Um, about each other and learned a lot about ourselves. And, you know, I think this platform gives us a way to be able to, to share that, you know, share with other people, you know, maybe share it again with other moms, share with other, you know, um, Y2Ks who maybe don't have similar relationships, but would like to have, you know, so how do you even kind of begin to bridge those conversations um, you know, generationally. So, yeah, so I could not agree with you more. Um, so I obviously know who you are, beautiful Y2K. Um, <laughs> why don't you share just, you know, who's, 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 who's Kiana? Who's, who's this Y2K of mine? So I am Kiana. I'm the Y2K, obviously. Um, I was actually born in 2002. So don't take that Y2K a little too literal. Like, you know, I have plus two, you know, it's whatever. Um, but I am currently a student at Virginia Tech studying psychology with a minor in Spanish. Um, and really, I don't know, the, the best way I would describe myself is kind of just chill. Like, I kind of just be here, I go to class and I come back. I'm very um, down to earth, very like, not too too keen on people. I get it from my father. She can attest to that. But um, <laughs> um, I'm not the most sociable person, but I really do enjoy kind of having deeper conversations with people and just getting to know them on a level that like most people wouldn't. I, I like making people comfortable enough to kind of speak their, their true thoughts and feelings. And at the end of the day, like who Kiana is really is just a byproduct of this, this lovely woman right here who has poured into me heavily um, <laughs> and supported me heavily through all of my uh, ups and downs and challenges um, as one who deals with mental health issues um, and someone who is just, you know, ready to kind of start this new and continue this new chapter of my life of college and, you know, social aspects of college and working and all those things. So I kind of encompass all those things. I like to wear a couple of different hats at a time, but yeah. All that good adulting you're out there doing. I'm trying, it's not the easiest. So no, that. Overrated a little bit, but that's all right. <laughs> it's very overrated, but I mean, you, you just getting started, so. Uh is what mommy Remind can me. tell you is to buckle up uh, for the adulting um, journey. Mm. Um, well, that was very beautiful. Um, who is your mother? Uh, you See, know, a lot that of sometimes is a mixed bag. My <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that's very interesting, and it would be interesting to see. You know, what I would say, I, I like, to, yes. So I, I'll start and then you can fill in. Okay. Or whether you say whether you agree. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I, I like to explain to people who I don't know, is it like, you know, there's, there's a lot of girls, right? I have a lot of girls that come together to shape who I am. You know, there is, you know, the little girl in me who, you know, I often tell you, like, I don't know if she would like you because she has issues, right? <laughs> um, you know, there's, you know, there's the the part of me that, you know, loves the work that I do in terms of, you know, public health and, and helping people and, and being able to give back and, and thinking about how to build and create um, legacies beyond, you know, the things that happen in the four walls of our home. You know, those are the things that I'm really, really, you know, passionate about, you know, but there's a, a girl in me that apparently has a mean streak that I'm finding out. Um, there is a, a girl, you know, in me who likes you know, her uh, ratchet, you know, from time to time. Uh, there's a girl in me who apparently is quite bougie, I have been told, um, and and would have to agree with. Um, and so I, I like to think that, again, there are just many facets. I think of all of us as just human beings. And I think what makes it interesting is how we lean into those you know, how we um, accept those, you know, and then how those who were saying, eh, maybe that's a part of myself that I don't really, you know, like, or that is not beneficial to me, or it's not helpful to me. It could be harmful to myself or harmful to the people that I love. And then you say, okay, well, you know, th that's something I got to work on. But I think the total totality of who I am, um, you know, is first and foremost, just a black woman. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I think before I put on the labels of being a mom or being a wife um, or being a boss or being, you know, an entrepreneur or a businesswoman, I'm a black woman, you know, every day, all day, wouldn't want to be another, <laughs> you know, something else. I love a black woman. Um, and then you layer on all those other facets um, of motherhood, um, which I know we're going to have some episodes where we'll delve into my thoughts Deep. on motherhood. Deep. <laughs> uh, so make sure that you stay tuned. Make sure that when you go, when we put this up on Apple and Spotify, that you subscribe. Because I know that's going to be an interesting conversation. Um, because I tend to think my look and approach to motherhood may be a little different than the societal norms. I'll just, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So, a little hint, a little taste test. Would you say that suffices? Yes. Would you say that, that suffices all... who your mother is? Yes, that was all very yeah. and I love encompassing. Love wine. Love a good drink. Um, matter of fact, this is the one of the glasses you got, Mommy, for Mother's Day a few years back. Ooh. So thank you. Of course, yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. Yeah. I would say you you touched on basically everything, even the you know, the bougie. And the kind of mean sometimes, but yes. So we want to make this show not be pigeonholed to, to specific topics, right? Like we're not going to come in here and just talk about fashion because fashion is actually not something I'm that interested in, to be quite honest. Um, now the Y2K, yes, she is very much. Um uh, but 
you know, I think sometimes people think that like, oh, it's two, two women, two females. And, you know, we're going to talk about fashion or we're going to talk about, you know, solely lifestyle types of things. So let everybody know, because I know we're going to go well beyond those things. But what are the things that you're most excited about um, us being able to talk to and delve into uh, with the podcast? I would say probably the thing that I'm most excited about is whenever we get around to talking about uh, self-love, especially as, you know, Black women and my journey and, of course, your journey as well, going from Black girls to Black women and that transition um, in regards to self-love. Because I think that whenever we have talked about it previously, it's always been very, I'm not going to say nuanced, but it's just like there are certain things that I think we both understand in regards to self-love that I'm just so excited to delve into and to share. So self-love and things in, in related to that nature, I'm most excited to talk about. But, you know, I love talking to you about anything and everything. So basically everything that we we going to talk about here, I'm ready. I'm excited. Um, I hope y'all are ready and excited because, yes, it's going to be basically everything under the sun. We can talk about lots of important things, real deep things, and we can also talk about basically nothing. So y'all are going to get a little bit of everything. But, yeah, definitely self-love. It will be the biggest and I'm glad that you said that, because I think that is one of the things in life that we, a lot of people, are constantly in search of, right? And then it changes. We experience losses and, and we go through. love, you know, how we are um, looking at giving it to ourselves first, because I know that's something that you, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, before is that that, you know, self-love is called that for a reason, you know, and without it, it really creates, um, you know, holes and challenges in every relationship that we have, um, because we're looking for that to be fulfilled externally, right? But it's called self-love. So you can't find self-love outside Anywhere of. Else, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, like I, you know, and I tell people all the time, like, and I don't know if it was because I spent, you know, several years as just a single mom when it was just me and you, you know, before, you know, we met dad and, and dad came into our lives, which, you know, we're both so blessed and, and fortunate, you know, to, to uh, have him uh, and all the things we've learned. And he, he's challenged us both with. Uh, to be better <laughs> That's an episode, another episode. <laughs> another one, right? Um, you know, but I don't know if it was that or what, but like, yeah, I've always, you know, sought to give to you like I would give to, you know, you know, any and everything that I had. 
at, you know, even at, at a young age, thinking about what were those conversations, you know, that I thought were going to be important. Um, and so, yeah, there's really, you know, with this, you know, podcast, there's nothing that is off limits, just like FYI, so you guys know, you know, so from self-love to relationships to, you know, stuff that's happening in the culture um, that I may have been on. Um, we may agree on it, but then we did agree on it in a different way <laughs> that it seems like we don't agree on it. <laughs> um, you know, one of those where we both say the same thing. We just saying it differently. Yes. Happens all the time. Um, which happens <laughs> a lot. Um, you know, but then also sports. You know, we both love sports. Um you know, so we'll have an opportunity to talk about, you know, a little bit of sports and what's happening with that and getting our female perspective, um, you know, on what's happening in the world of sports and and really just thinking about how everything is so interconnected, which is why I think you can't really say, you know, we only want to talk about X, Y, E, because everything is connected. You know, whether we're talking about it because we want a good kiki, you know, and a good laugh, you know, but it's all, you know, um, connected, like even the bad things, even the the trauma and and like, oh, God, like poor Florida. Like, did you guys see the passage of that bill? Mm hmm. Like we were just talking about it, me and my sweet mates, we were just talking about how just. They're relating something that has nothing to do with one thing to another thing. And it's just like. And it's crazy as to just thinking about like how we got here. And then, yeah, you think like, okay, you have some people like, okay, well, that's Florida. That's a blueprint for any other state who decides, hey, you know, we want to basically attack, um, you know, black and brown people. And we and want- like some of the things that that's like all we have, like in one of the instances, I think the bill, it wasn't directly attacking D9 organizations, but it kind of had something like similar where there was a possibility for them to have, you know, a little uncertainty just in, in their existence. And it's like there are spaces that black people have created for ourselves to represent ourselves that were not given to us. We had to make them, you know, we had to shape them and form them ourselves. And it's like to think about those being stripped away by people who have everything and have historically had everything. It's just, you know. Right. That part. Like the people who have not had our struggles and who have not had to fight for the things that we're fighting for are now trying to say, well, you know, you shouldn't have those things because they're excluding us who already have the, the, the entire university is for you. Right. We've carved out one group, one association, you know, or again, just thinking about historically what D9s have meant to the African-American community. Right. Right. And and yes, while the, you know, they're going to paint it initially to say, well, we didn't list them specifically and Mm -hmm. this bill won't hurt them. But the problem is it because it is so broad and it is going to pass the Senate in Florida and become law um, is that it puts so much discretion on these universities. And so Mm -hmm. I immediately think to, especially in Florida, there are major um, schools uh, for football and athletics, right? And thinking about who are those players, right? Right. They're predominantly our, our kids. Right. You know, 
where are these schools? Matter of fact, where are the businesses? You know, so if if Florida is saying we don't want diversity, equity, and inclusion of any kind, or we want it the way we say we want it, which is really not diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, then, you know, fine, have it that way. But you shouldn't get NIH funding. You shouldn't, as a state, you shouldn't be allowed to um, pursue federal grant funding. Right. Then that's, you know, written into a lot of the federal, you know, funding opportunities is that there's this equity so that means you don't want that money no more. Um, corporations need to say, hey, look, that's fine. You don't want diversity, equity, inclusion. We're going to move move our businesses. I mean, at the end of the day, politicians like DeSantis, like Abbott in Texas, because Texas is next. Yes. Um, you know, low key. As per usual. You know. Here in Virginia, low, you know, Youngkin's going to be a little bit more low-key about it. He ain't going to be as bold, perhaps, as Abbott or DeSantis, but he wants that very much for Virginia as well. Yep. Um, you know, and so we've got to start being more proactive in how do we counter that and how do we, you know, fight it in a way that's going to be impactful to them, you know, because they don't care about you know, what our kids are learning or not learning. They never have. The education system wasn't built for our kids to begin right. with, um, let alone educating us on on the on our history. Um, you know, so yeah, that was just crazy seeing that today. Mm -hmm. Um and and just, you know, thinking about the the far reaching, you know, implications of what that's going to potentially mean, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then um you know, there's also, because uh, it came up uh, earlier last week, um, you know, folks going into Mexico trying to get these BDLs. What is, what, what? <laughs> that's like a very unserious turnaround, but yes. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> it's just like, there's so much going on, like every day. You know, I think that's like the way of the world now, though, is like, it's because we, we have a lot more access to current events than ever before. So you're hearing about news that's happening halfway across the country or halfway across the world even. And you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. But it really does just put into perspective how like everybody in every situation across the whole world is going through something because there's always something happening. It's like globally. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, because like you and I, one thing that like we, we talk about too is like how do we make ourselves like aware right because it's easy to like to just bury your head under the sand or only think about the things in your you know privy Absolutely. Um, because you know how we get fed our news is also an issue you know they primary big news big media is all going to feed the same stories you yeah. know um so it's like, <laughs> you know, if you're not diligent on making sure that you are aware of like, hey, this, you know, did you hear about this that happened? Did you hear about this, you know, another shooting? Shootings happen so frequently now that they, they, they're barely making the ticker now. Yep. You know, and so like, I know you and you, you've got a really good friend circle. But like, love y'all when y'all hear this, when y'all listen to this, love y'all down. 
<laughs> Hannah, Cass, Alexis, Boo, love all of you ladies, Janelle, the whole squad. Um, mm -hmm. You guys are just some awesome, awesome, awesome dynamite um, young women. Um, but like, how do, how do you guys, you know, cause I, Sometimes I, I I stay in the know on certain things because of the work I do. But like, you know, you guys are in school, you're trying to, you know, stay up with your classes and stuff like that. So like, how do you guys go about making sure that you feel like I'm, I'm pretty informed, right, with, you know, with everything that's happening? I mean, it really does come down to like effort because there are definitely some people, college age students who are like, I'm focused on getting this degree. I don't really care about what's going on around me. That's that. And I think it, it, it just comes down to the type of people we are. Like all of my friends, fortunately, and, and myself included, are just, you know, good people. And we're like, we want to be informed about things happening around us uh, locally and internationally just because it does have an effect on us, whether we are aware of it or not. Like it's, it's easy to be like, oh, well, that's happening to someone else. So that's got nothing to do with me. But at the end of the day, what's happening to someone else could easily be your struggle in, in just an instance. So it's like just being aware that, you know, just because someone's struggle is not your struggle doesn't mean that it's, it's okay to just disregard it and to be like, all right, well, they, they're struggling over there, but that's not me. Like, I think it's just being overall just an empathetic type of person. And mm -hmm. then we understand that like the way that the world is changing, is changing so quickly, like with, this is completely random by the way, but like AI, yeah. AI has been really scary, like really, really scary. So it's like, right. <laughs> we're trying our best to stay up to date on everything because the world could change just like that. And it does every single day. Ooh. I have to mute that phone. Mm, my bad. Yo, Ringer is like on 10 billion. Oh my God. I jumped. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> That's what you know when you get my age, like you gotta make sure you're hearing Your something. Ears are right? not that so, they are not that bad. Mm -mm. <laughs> now my eyesight is way worse. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like that ringer, that's a mm -mm. that's an accessibility type of type of mm -mm. you don't need to be yeah, my, yeah, my eyesight is way, way, way worse. If I was trying to read something on the screen, I would actually probably need to be grabbing my glasses, but no. it happens to the best of us. Don't it, don't it, don't it. Don't it, don't it. Yeah. But I will not be going across, you know, the border to Mexico trying to get Lasix. <laughs> I mean, my thing is that, like, in those instances, that's all some people have, which is crazy. Like, you know, you think, oh, it's crazy to go to Mexico across the border to get a BBL. But, I mean, there's a lot of different factors that involve that, you know? Nowadays, it's like BBLs are, of course, like the pop cultural thing to do. And it's like, oh, everyone's getting BBLs. Let me just go get one. And... I mean, you don't have the money for it here. It's like, okay, well, I need to get one because that's what society is deeming that's acceptable. So let me go to Mexico. <laughs> Which is unfortunate, but, you know. I mean, how did we get here, though? Like, I have never had a big ass. I'm never going to have a big ass. My I sister do. <laughs> Mama did. Right? You not going to have one either? Hey, whoa. Um, you not. I mean, that over me. Uh, uh. Let's just, you know. Again, don't manifest that for me. We don't know yet. I have never had one, and mm -hmm. we'll never 
have one at this point. I mean, you know. don't give yourself some more credit. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm I'm good with this body. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, um, I, and I think that that's what it is. Is that like there's a lot of people who social media and pop culture and societal norms, and I put that in quotes. Um, that's all they have for their references. That's all they have for what is right and or wrong. So when you're looking on the media and on Twitter and Instagram and you see, oh my God, all these people that are getting all these brand deals and concerts and all this stuff, they got BBLs. Well, let me go get one. I, I mean, I get it. And, and I see that. And I, I don't know, I guess I'm constantly thinking like, okay, well, where is the, wh how, how do we course correct? Like, where is the course correct button? Like, it, is there going to be a generation that will go back to saying, hey, because here's what I also think. There's a little bit of a duality going on, right? And I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I was just thinking is that like, yeah. there really is no winning. So I don't think that there will ever become or be a time where everyone is just like, oh, this is normal. Like everybody's normal because there's always a problem. When you have the BBL, people are like, oh my God, you got a BBL, you're so fake and you're plastic and this, that, the third. When you don't have a BBL, oh, you're flat, you ain't got no ass, you ain't got no titties, you ain't got nothing go over you, nobody wants you, boom, done. So it's like, there really is no like happy medium externally, which is why it's really important to just be like, I like it or I love it. And that's that. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying, like those, you know, it's like on the one hand, you hear the, you know, we shouldn't body shame, right? Right. We, sh we, we shouldn't body shame people, that everybody is, is beautiful in their own way, that all of our bodies as they are naturally made, you know, or whatever, as, as, as we have them, as they exist, mm -hmm. is beautiful. And right. we should accept it and we should encourage and applaud us to love ourselves, right? To love right. our authentic selves. Mm -hmm. There's that message, but I'm like, okay, that message does not match with the images, I guess, that yes, get put out there of waists that are measuring 24, but you got a hip and an ass that is measuring 45. Like anatomically, that don't add up. Like, and you know, I mean, it, it's about saying I want to be a real life, have real life Barbie measurements. Like I remember someone said, if Barbie was a real person by virtue of how they build that doll, you know, she couldn't exist because it, those measurements can't, you can't have that in real life. And it's like somehow magically we're trying to run around here and we're going to, you know, running across a border, running into drug cartels and, and whatnot, you know, to get augmentation that really is unnatural. And I mean, again, at the end of the day, that's like just what's popular. Like that's like, it doesn't really matter that visually and, you know, statistically and uh, atomically, it doesn't make sense. Like all oh, the fact that your thighs are like this big and then you have a huge ass behind you. Like that's crazy. Like that just not, that's not, mm -mm, that don't make no sense. But you know, and it's, <laughs> that's just, and that's just me. It, it doesn't is. look. It looks abnormal. It and does. The same you have to like, think that there's like there's no 
when you're in that position, yes, it may look strange, but that's what's normal. And I use that in quotations. So, you know, what can you do? Baby. I'm like, there's literally nothing to do. Because again, like I said before, there's no happy medium. There's either that you either have that and you have people being like, that don't match. Your thighs don't match. We know it's fake. Or you have people who are like, oh, you ain't got no ass. You ain't got no titties. Boom, done. Bye. You know? And then, of course, yeah. you have people who don't care. But unfortunately, <laughs> just in this the society that we're in currently, it's either that or the this or that, basically. Well, that's something, again, that I know as we continue you know, and on future episodes, I will have um, a big shout out to uh, Mr. Ian Robinson. So I think, yes, yeah, so we are we are women, but we love the men in our lives. Um, I have a son, I have a husband, and my Y2K here had an awesome young um, um, boyfriend. Uh, and so those perspectives, you know, yeah, we can't have these conversations without them because we don't exist with, without you. Um, you know, you guys are just as much a part of, you know, our thought processes and as much a part of our growth and our journeys. Um, I wish more people saw it that way, uh, as opposed to it being, um, in always in opposition, you know, that it, the male and female always have to be in opposition to one another. And I think that is not um, the case. Um, you know, matter of fact, um, you know, Kiana, before we hopped on here, um, I was looking at a really good friend of mine, uh, Stacey J, and she had shared a post, um, I think, where it was Lala. Um, uh, I think she was on the one of the radio shows, Big Boy, I think, you know, and was just basically... I think telling a message that we continue to hear too often that, you know, um, marriage isn't really worth it, you know, that future generations, um, marriage doesn't matter, you know, to them or marriage shouldn't even matter to them, you know, and, you know, I think one, that's a really, um, that's a poor and potentially dangerous narrative to put out there um, because I think it's, it's almost like what we were just saying. We have put out there these faked, you know, images and portrayals of what marriage is, right? Yeah. Um, as opposed to the truth, you know, behind what's required to make a, a good marriage, you know, just, just even the, the key ingredients and then knowing that every one's marriage, then you're going to add your own to personalize it and make it your marriage. Cause that's at the end of the day, that's really, you know, what it is. Um, but it's like, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't go here and give the false images and false perceptions of what marriage really is and what it's required of it. And then when you fail, because it's not genuine, it, you fail because it's not built on truth, it's not built on love, it's not built on grace and respect and the work that is required. You didn't build it that way. You don't even encourage and or, you know, speak about it that way and it fails. And then now because it fails, you want to say, well, it's really not worth it. You know, that's not something that is important, you know, or that matters. And I'm like, that's, you know, that is... um you know, a dangerous road, I think, especially in our communities, if we think about historically how Black families have been eroded. Yeah. Right. 
you know, thinking about where we once were as a as a community, as a as a culture, and like where we are now. And I mean, um, to to both of those points, like, because I know that a lot of people, and I'm gonna use you specifically as an example, uh, talking about like the way things used to be, and in some of those aspects of the way things used to be, it wasn't any better subjectively than it is now because yes you had the marriages and yes people were in them but were they happy well that yes that part right that part. so yeah. it's like now people are getting to the point where it's like marriage isn't worth it because people are realizing that they'd rather be single than be in a loveless unhappy marriage but i think right. that at the same time people have just gotten really lazy as far as the work and time and patience that it takes to be to be in a relationship and you know just a relationship generally not even a romantic one in a friendship a family member relationship like it just takes work it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of patience and understanding because you're dealing with uh two people coming into a space and trying to you know form a bond and, and make things work which is going to be a challenge in any scenario but i think again like when people have been so uh, what's the word? People have been so conditioned. Yeah. Conditioned to think that, oh, marriage is a lot of work and I don't want to deal with it. And I don't want to be, I don't want to put in all this extra time. Da, 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 da. It kind of becomes a situation where it's just like, I'd rather not do it at all. I'd rather just be single. And again, and, and that's not to say that, okay, marriage is for everybody. I think any, any more than you already know, I don't believe that motherhood is for everybody. Um, I, I am a fervent believer that just because we have uteruses and because we have wombs and because we are, um, you know, the, the gender designed and built to carry life, do not subscribe to the belief that that is every woman's purpose, right? That's every woman's destiny. I just don't, um, and, you know, that's another, you know, again, one of those things that, you know, I look forward to us, you know, delving and digging into, um, you know, more on 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 the podcast, um, you know, over, you know, future episodes, um, because I remember sharing with uh, an office mate, I think it was Jeffrey, you know, once because, you know, Jeffrey has, you know, he, he's got all girls and I think he mm -hmm. was you know, asking something and one day and that's what I told him, I don't. I told him that I make sure you understood that, you know, I do not expect and or am putting a requirement on you to have children. Right. <laughs> you know, to to give me grandkids, you know, like a lot of people do. You know, when am I gonna get some grandbabies? When am I gonna get some grand, you know, grandbabies? You know, my mom used to ask me the same thing and I would look at her side, I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that it's a, <laughs> it's a good thing to know that we're kind of moving away from societal gender norms for both women and men to be like, this is what is expected of you is to grow up, to graduate, get married, and pop out kids. Because I think, again, like you said, that's just not for everybody. That's not what everyone wants to do, nor is it something that everyone's fit to do. So 
I think, you know, what it really comes down to is being able to have spaces where women and men alike feel like they're not required to do anything that, you know, is deemed quote unquote normal by people. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. Like we, you know, life is all about ebbs and flows. And I think, you know, times change for a reason. There are, there are things that are generational for a reason, you know, and I think that is one of the things is that, you know, um, you know, same thing, like, you know, you and I have also, you know, talked about, I think, yeah, what are the, there are things that we put labels on that require no label. You know, there are things we make and or stratify or categorize, right? We love to categorize stuff. Mm-hmm. We love to put things, people in boxes and say, you belong here, that belongs there. And, mm-hmm. you know, those boxes can't touch, you can't come out that box, you know, and I think those, what I love about, I think you guys' generation and, and these younger generations coming up is that you guys, you know, are really adamant about, I'm not going to be put in a box right. <laughs> of any kind, you know, and I don't I think put in a box, a cube, a circle. <laughs> right. And I think that, that. Honestly, what that comes down to is us just realizing after so many years that people, humans, are not unilateral at all whatsoever. I mean, you have people who are capable of doing, you know, incredible forms of art and, you know, music and those type of things, but also are, are can do an equation like that. Like you have people who are just, you know, very versatile and multi-talented. And I think to be like, oh, no, like this is where you stand. This is where you stay. Is just like something that my generation specifically was like, absolutely not, because why would I limit myself to this one ideology or this one thing when I could do multiple things and be good at all of them? Yeah. It's that level or that thinking and that mindset of, you know, limitless, right? Um, you know, like, you know, and I, I do work with, with, with brain health and thinking, understanding like how our brain works and how it develops. Right. Um, and, you know, I think, yes, why we, you know, we get taught about left brain, left brain, right brain. Right. But we never really talk about like, there's a, you know, there are many individuals who can tap into both. Right. And who and excel at things that are typically geared to be more left brain dominant and more right brain dominant. Um, you know, and I love, you know, you know, being able to explore, you know, things like that. Cause that's one of the things I too, you know, we got a few more minutes here and then we're going to wrap up this one. And like I said, we're going to get this out and, and send, you know, different clips and stuff and and um, hope you guys will be able to join us next Wednesday at nine. Um, One time this time, I promise. Um, I'm going to hold you to that. Now, y'all, you know, let's we're going to hear her. She says she will be on time. I promise all y'all. Now, watch me be running late. Um, <laughs> it's always one of us, you know, like I said at the beginning, we're both, you know, bad procrastinators. Like, forgive us. Always, always give us grace, y'all. Give us grace. Um, but one of the things I, I want people to look forward to is knowing that, you know, we also want to use this as an opportunity to 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 educate and to to make us aware, 
you know, of certain things. And I think one of the areas where, especially us as Black people need more awareness is just how this body, how this vessel we live in actually works and how it connects to what we do, mm -hmm. what we do, what we say, what we think. Like we're going to get into some conversations around epigenetics. If you do not know what epigenetics is, Google it and be prepared because we will be talking about that on um, a future episode. Mm -hmm. um, and and how that um, how those things connect us. Right. And then how if we know those things now we can look ahead and think about, OK, well, what do we want to do different? Right. You know, what do we want to you know change? Um, because. You know, it, it was funny. There was someone that posted a clip of, you know, Denzel Washington. And like he was saying, like, we we cannot confuse movement with progress because right. we can run in place and go nowhere. Right. Right. And I thought that was just so poignant, you know, um, hearing that clip um, from him because, yeah, we're like, you know, we need movement, movement, movement. No, we need progress. Right. And there's a difference. You know, and and having knowledge is something that is required for us to have progress. We cannot have progress with no knowledge. All right. That that leads us to idiocracy is where that goes to, um, which is not the progress that hopefully nobody wants. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited um, for that, excited to keep the conversations um, going to kind of, we'll, we'll have hopefully some little hot topic moments or, you know, or the things that we really are burning that we want to talk about um, each week. Um, but mm -hmm. again, that, that's kind of, you know, my hope and my goal. And I want you guys to hopefully look forward. Um, to, what do you want folks to look forward to? Um, basically, like just to piggyback off of, uh, of what you just said, is that yes, this is absolutely going to be a place where, you know, laughs and fun times and unserious conversations just because we're both kind of unserious most of the time. <laughs> but um, it's not just something that is meant for comedic relief or, you know, um, topics about any old thing. Like, I mean, we really want to be able to include a little bit of knowledge that you previously didn't know, like something that you, it would be nice if you walked away from this every episode was like, I learned something new that I didn't know previously. Like that would be great and necessary because again, like knowledge with no action and action with no knowledge is essentially pointless. So we wanna use this, uh, I wanna use this also specifically to myself as a way to educate, inform, you know, maybe share a new perspective that you hadn't thought about previously. And, and also at the same time, have a good time because that's possible. I think creating spaces where it's okay to laugh while also, you know, having poignant conversations and it is important because how else do we get anywhere if we can't have conversations that need to be had while still having a good time? I think that's impossible. Right. Right. Nobody wants to, yeah, you know, I mean, it's easier. Again, like you have people like, okay, broke people still have a good time, right? <laughs> You know, <laughs> so having That's a little a subjective, time, you know, maybe, maybe not. You know have, having a good time, having levity, right? Yes. Having levity, yeah. Um, having 
you know, the, the laugh, having the funny, you know, that's why they say sometimes we laugh to keep from crying, mm-hmm. right? Laughing is equally as therapeutic as crying is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully, yeah, we'll have some episodes that maybe you'll cry a little bit and maybe you'll laugh a little bit and maybe you'll do both. Um, Cause knowing me and, and Kiana, it's an opportunity that we may have a show where we, we do a little crying and we do a little laughing and yes. maybe at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to, again, just thank um, those of you who popped in um, on the uh, video stream. Um, we are going to be excited to share this um, and get this up, uh, get the audio up on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. It'll also be on our SoundCloud that we have. So we'll make sure that all the links get up so you can watch it or listen to it again and you can share it and you can tell somebody to say, Hey, look, y'all got to come check out, you know, these two sisters, you know, come check out this mom, come check out, you know, this daughter. Um, we want to be, um, and, and not just be, we want to invite you into what I feel is just our vibe. Um, when you and I get a chance to just talk and connect, um, because it is truly like one of the greatest blessings in my life that I think that I can have this kind of dialogue with you Aww. and you're my daughter. That's so right? sweet. Like, I think that's a, well, I mean, you know, just, you know, saying like, I, I think that that's a blessing, um, you know, you're welcome. No, thank you. <laughs> so, um, so that's a wrap on our very, very, very first you know, episode. Yay. Four years in the running, but we did it. We did it. <laughs> Better late than never. We did it. We so, did it. We are here. That's what we titled this first episode is that we're here mm-hmm. um, and we do not plan on going anywhere. And again, we hope to just come to you each week, um, as Kiana said, with hopefully uh, giving you something that you can take away that you didn't know, um, make you maybe rethink something. I know Kiana is really good about, um, you know, doing that for me, making me see things maybe differently. And so hopefully we'll be able to do that um, for you as well. So again, just super excited um, for this and this kind of, you know, joint journey uh, that we're on. And we want y'all to come along for the ride because we're going to have have some fun. I'm going to, you know, if you, you want another millennial mom or, you know, bring your glass, bring your wine, bring your red cup. Um, and let's have um, some real conversations and let's have a good time. So thank you, Ladybug. Period. <laughs> oh, you can't guess me by my nickname. You got to call me the Y2K. Well, you know, she's Ladybug, but for this point, yes, you're right. <laughs> no. You know, you can always be Ladybug. Um, but yes, but so um, for the millennial mom, I'm signing off. So thank you to my beautiful Y2K. And we will see you all next week. Bye.